Welcome to the Consistency Corner podcast, the summer season. This summer, we're actually taking a step back here at the Consistency Corner while we reevaluate how this podcast fits into our marketing ecosystem. If you're like, what the heck is a marketing ecosystem? Well, we talk about that a lot here on the podcast. We talk about how social media alone is not a marketing strategy and how all the pieces and parts have to fit together into the marketing funnel, you know you have effective places to attract, nurture, and convert your ideal audience. So behind the scenes, we're doing a little bit of refreshing of our brand. And because we wanted to stay consistent, of course, with the podcast over the summer, we'll be rerunning some of our favorite episodes from the past and dropping in some shows from other podcasters who I know you will love to learn from because we're also all about community and cheering each other on here at the Consistency Quarter. I encourage you to also take a look at your marketing strategy and see where you can take a step back this summer and reevaluate. Whether it's stepping away from social media without sacrificing your visibility, of course, or taking off the marketing hat altogether and outsourcing to a strategic partner like a fractional CMO, I want to encourage you to do what lights you up in your business. Do more serving your clients do more leading your team, do more being the visionary and coming up with what's next for the evolution of your brand, or just do more taking a breath. We started this business so that we could have some freedom, right? I want you to have that over the summer. And because consistent doesn't have to mean constant, I want you to reevaluate the intensity that you're showing up so that you can drive the results that you want, but also not burn yourself out. Be sure to come over and say hello to me on Instagram at the Consistency Corner and let me know where you're reevaluating your marketing this summer. You know I'm cheering you on and can't wait to hear from you. Let's get to the episode. Hold on, one more thing really quick before we get into today's episode. I want to share with you my top CMO level strategy tips. This is what I have learned from over 20 years in sales and marketing and exactly the types of things that I talk about with my clients in our CMO strategy sessions every single month. Just head over to theconsistencycorner.com slash CMO podcast, which is also linked in the show notes to sign up for our monthly newsletter with CMO level strategy that you can implement so that you can market your business without the overwhelm. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Consistency Corner Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here this week. And this week, I am going to be giving you a tactical checklist to make the most out of your marketing in the fourth quarter. Now, I'm in the thick of writing October content and planning Q4 for my clients and for my own business, so I thought I would share a checklist to help you do the same to make sure that you're set up for success in the last quarter of the year when it comes to your marketing. The holidays are totally upon us, and whether you're a product-based business or a service-based business owner, I'm sure you're like me and that you would like to actually enjoy all the fall things without letting your marketing plan to the wayside and set yourself up for success so that you're not like not doing your marketing because also the fourth quarter is setting you up for success in the first quarter of 2023. And if you're anything like me, you're probably already thinking about 2023 and all of those big goals. So I want to make sure that we are setting your business up for success when it comes to marketing and visibility so that you have a plan going into next year. I know I said enjoy all the fall things, and for me, that means pumpkin picking, Thanksgiving, 
Football, 100% boiler up. My team is Purdue. If you guys didn't already know that, I'm definitely going to be watching football every single Saturday. And just being present. You know, when I left the corporate the corporate world, for me, being present with my family during holidays was one of the major reasons that I wanted to do that. And as a new business owner, I can definitely relate to the memes where, oh, I left my nine to five and now I work 24 seven. So this checklist hopefully will help you have a strategy to implement some things now so that you don't have to work 24 seven, but you can still market your business with consistency. So let's get into it. It's a, it's a 10 step checklist, but at the end, I'm going to recap and tell you the three most important ones. So if you're like totally overwhelmed with 10 steps, I got you. We're going to start with three, but if you're ready to, you know, grab pen and paper, make some notes and figure out what are the 10 steps that you need to be doing now to set yourself up for Q4, here we go. Number one, and this is going to be maybe counterintuitive, but start with gratitude. I want you to reflect back on all that you've achieved in Q3 and celebrate some wins. And I'm telling you this as somebody who really struggles to look back and reflect. Although I practice gratitude and I write down things I'm grateful for every single day, when it comes to like really sitting with that and really appreciating what I have achieved and what I have done, I tend to always focus on the future and the goals and the next thing and the plan. And you guys know I'm a strategist and a planner. So it can be really, really helpful before you start those plans to intentionally take some time to practice some gratitude and reflect on and appreciate what you've achieved so far. And in doing that, you're going to set yourself up with the mindset and the energy to actually achieve those next level goals. And maybe you didn't achieve everything that you set out to achieve. That's okay. But how can you still celebrate the process that you stuck to and the steps that you did take and learn what worked so that you can figure out what you need to stop, start, or continue going into the next quarter? So after you've taken the time to reflect on and um, celebrate your wins in Q3, now it's time to get into the really tactical and strategic steps. So step two is to take a look at your metrics. And I did a podcast episode with Marta Luvian from Anchor Marketing Company, which is episode 44. And I would definitely recommend that you go back and listen to that because Marta tells you exactly which metrics to dig into when it comes to Google Analytics, your email marketing, and your social media marketing. But if you are not regularly checking your metrics, at least once a quarter, it's a good time to go and look back. Look at where your traffic is coming from to your website. Look at where people are engaging. Look at what type of growth you've had. Look at what type of content is working. And then you'll have those insights as you plan for the next quarter. Now, step number three is kind of a maintenance type strategy or a maintenance to do, but it's to check your social media profiles and your email signature. Make sure that none of your links are broken, that the messaging is clear and on brand with your current strategy, you know, update any um, highlights in your Instagram bio or links on your Facebook page. And this is a tip for local businesses. Make sure that your location is included in your bio. If you are, you have a brick and mortar location or you serve a certain geo area, you're not just an online business owner, make sure to put that location in your Instagram bio so that as people stumble across your content and find you, they know that you are local to them because people very much want to support local businesses. But if they don't know you're local, they don't even know that they could be supporting a local business. 
Step four is where we're going to get into our content strategy. So I want you to decide now how frequently you're going to post, email, and publish long-form content. Now, when I say post, pick one social media platform, and how many times a week do you want to post on there? It doesn't have to be seven days a week. It can be, but it certainly doesn't have to be. But give yourself kind of a minimum baseline that you know you can achieve. I like to start with three or four maybe five, depending upon where you are in your business, but I definitely don't think it needs to be seven. That minimum baseline is going to be what you're going to use in your um, content framework, which we'll talk about in a second. But just knowing how frequently you'd like to post for your minimum baseline will help you with your content brainstorm. And when we talk about email, think about how frequently you're going to be emailing your entire list and specific segments of your list. If you're not emailing right now, but you have email set up, I would challenge you to at least do a monthly email. Just start getting into the habit of creating email content, and then you can ramp up into next year. If you're already emailing regularly to your entire list, you might think about segmentation or funnels that you can layer in for some automations that help you nurture your relationship with your um, clients. And then I've actually got an email marketing podcast. I'm trying to, I'm looking up right now to let you guys know, um, go back and listen to episode 61 for more, um, tips on email because we talked with Ashley DeLuca, who is an email marketing specialist in that podcast, if you need some tips for there. But then the last thing you're going to plan is your long form content. Now I've talked to a lot of business owners who are like, Ruthie, I don't have long form content. I don't have a blog. I don't have a podcast. I don't do YouTube videos. That's okay. What if your long term, long form content is one Instagram live? What if it's one longer email? That's all okay. Just start thinking about how you can do at least one piece of long-form content a month because that long-form content is going to be a tool that you could use to repurpose into shorter-form content throughout the month. And that's where you're going to really be able to work through your messaging and serve your customers with that longer-form piece of content. So number four was decide your frequency. Number five is now to brainstorm and plan your content topics. This is where you're going to do a brain dump. Just get out a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen or a whiteboard and a marker or a Google Doc and just brain dump ideas. Now, I do recommend that you plan your content in pillars or themes and try to put your individual topics into those three, four, or five pillars This just helps keep your messaging clear for your customers and helps you actually organize how you're going to talk about your um, content and what you're going to talk about. But just brainstorm a list of long-form content topics. And some of those long-form content topics can end up becoming social media posts or shorter-form content pieces, but at least you've got a brainstorm list kind of handy and ready to go. Now, number six, we are going to get out the calendar. You guys know I love a good calendar. I have like seven of them, probably more, but (laughs) you don't need seven calendars to make this happen. The first thing that we're going to do with our calendar is we're actually going to brainstorm and put some dates on it. Start out by making a note of holidays, you know, Thanksgiving, Halloween, Christmas, those major ones, and put them on the calendar. 
Also, I like to look at social media holidays. My favorite list to use is HubSpot's. I literally just Google social media holidays, and one of the first links that comes up is from HubSpot, and you can look at each month. And I look to see if there's any social media holidays, you know, like read a book day, mini golf day, car free day, like things that might make sense for my business or my client's business if I'm planning for them. I definitely don't try to use every single hashtag social media holiday. I maybe will use two or three a month if I am needing some content inspiration or ideas, but definitely take a look at that list because it could give you some inspiration. It can help you put your um, content in a different kind of light or just a different angle that maybe you wouldn't have thought of on your own and can, can give you some ideas. So then number six, so we've looked at our calendar, we've looked at holidays, social media holidays. Now you're going to add in for number seven, any launch dates or events that are happening in your business Or for the holidays, definitely take a look at shipping cutoffs. These are really important dates to note because you want to make sure that you're creating content to notify your customers, hey, we're having an event. Hey, last day to sign up for the event or last day to order for shipping cutoffs. Or, you know, if you're a product-based business thinking about the holidays, you know, you want to almost have a countdown of shipping cutoffs. So people know, people get busy. There's a lot of content to consume, particularly in December. So if you think like, oh, I did one post where I told people the shipping cut off. Absolutely. No, you want multiple posts. You want multiple emails. You want it in your stories because you want to make sure people know that there are cutoffs and those cutoffs sometimes are out of your control because it's the carriers, USPS, FedEx, UPS, whoever, but you also want to make sure that they understand your packing and processing cutoffs for holiday orders. So after number six, we've put special holidays, um, your dates, your launches into the calendar. Um, we're looking now at number eight, which is to map out your content topics. Now I like to map out my long form content first. So I do a podcast. So I map out my content topics for my podcast. Maybe you do a blog and you're going to map out when your blog is going to publish. This is not when you're going to write it. This is when it's going to publish and be live for the world to read. Or if you're not doing a podcast or a blog, maybe it's a longer email, or maybe it's even a longer form social media post or a social media video like an Instagram live or a what's new Wednesday or a new arrivals or a try on session. If you're like an apparel based business, um, something that is going to be a little bit meatier piece of content. So once you've planned out those longer form content pieces, you can go in and you're ready for number nine, or I'm sorry, the second half of number eight. So number eight B is to map out your shorter form content topics. Now you're going to go back to that framework that you had said of how many social posts you wanted to do, how many emails you wanted to do, and you're going to fill in content topics based upon your, um, from your brainstorm list with that kind of cadence in mind. Now, once you've figured out, okay, I'm going to do four posts a week, one email a week, one long form content um, a month, whatever your cadence looks like, the next thing to do is to look at October, November, December, and put time on your calendar to actually create your content. So this is step number nine. When and how are you going to batch create your content? Now, I personally have been batching one month at a time. And it really does help because you get into the flow of choosing images or creating graphics or writing copy in a way that 
kind of honors my energy and my creativity to do one month at a time over like a short, a longer block of time. But if you're not there yet, I would recommend at least batching one week at a time. You're going to create that long form content piece, get that done, pull what you can from it for shorter form pieces so that you can repurpose, fill in the rest of your content for the week. You know, I recommend doing batching by like, choose your images all at once. Then write your captions all at once, add your hashtags and schedule all at once, but make sure you've put time on your calendar to create each week or each month, however you do it. So it's already scheduled and planned and you know, it's going to get done. Shameless plug. If you need an accountability buddy to get your content planned and have an accountability date with yourself to actually do it, that's exactly why I created the monthly content co-working sessions. So once a month, we sit down together on Zoom where I share a couple of content planning or content creation tips. You have 45 minutes to an hour to sit and work. It is just like study hall. I'm sitting and working. The community is sitting and working. We have a fun playlist on and you can actually get your content done, but it helps you focus and have time on your calendar to do it. So it's once a month. Check it out at theconsistencycorner.com slash community to sign up for our next session. But even if you can't join us in the monthly session, make sure you have time on your calendar to actually batch create. And again, whether you do it monthly or weekly, having that time plan will ensure that you're not throwing spaghetti at the wall or last minute scrambling to throw up a post or looking back at the week and being like, uh, I really should be posting on social media. I really should be emailing my audience and I just haven't been doing it. You're planning it out ahead of time. And then finally, step 10 on our list is to schedule time in December or maybe even November to plan for Q1 and 2023. Um, I'll give you guys a little sneak peek that we will have a episode later in the year towards the end of October where we will talk about starting to plan for 2023. And then in December, we will have an updated episode on planning an entire year of content But I did an episode, um, episode 36 last year for planning for 2022. You could totally go back and listen to that because that will help you have a framework of starting to think about planning for next quarter and next year. But the bottom line is put some time on your schedule in December to plan for Q1. And bonus tip, when you do your December content, let's say in end of November or mid-November, you start working on your December content plan ahead for the first week of January. I say this as somebody who lived in the retail space and holiday was like our marathon Olympics. And then we would get past that, that week between, you know, Christmas and new years were like a ton of people take time off work. It feels like a good wrap up time. It's a time to like take down your decorations and clean and you know, be with your family a lot of the times. And then you get to January and you're like, Oh crap. I didn't plan anything for January. And then you like feel behind and you start the year feeling behind and feeling overwhelmed. So along with your December content, and I think it's okay to honestly, to take a little bit of a pullback in your content strategy between that Christmas and New Year's time, depending upon your business, of course. But while you're creating content for that week, go ahead and create January week one so that then when you sit down to work in January, you're not behind and you feel good about being a little bit ahead. So 
that was a lot. I get it. <laughs> Hopefully you took notes. Um, but I am going to recap and I'm going to pull out out of those 10 steps that we talked about my top three that are like your absolutely must do's to set yourself up for a successful fourth quarter when it comes to your marketing. And number one is to start with gratitude, reflect on Q3 and celebrate what you've achieved. And that just puts you in the right mindset to plan for a successful next quarter. My second must do is to plan your content topics by making a brainstormed list. I'll give you a little bonus tip here. Keep a running list in your phone. I keep it in my notes app so that if I am struck with a content idea, like a quote that I hear that I really like or something that I want to teach on or a person that I think might be a good guest for my podcast, I jot it down in my notes app. So then when I'm in these planning sessions, I have a list already started and I'm not just like, uh, what the heck do I want to talk about? So Number two, most important, plan your content topics. And number three, most important, put time on your calendar for creating and planning, not only for Q4, but also going into Q1 and 2023. And again, you can always join me in the content co-working sessions. They're totally free. And you can sign up at theconsistencycorner.com slash community. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Know that I am cheering you on 100%. And when it comes to marketing, it's really about the process. I want you to keep in mind that you've got to stop focusing on perfection. It is ultimately about progress over perfection. And when you feel like you're struggling to see the progress, stick to the process. This 10-step process that we talked about can be used every single quarter, but definitely helps in the fourth quarter when life is crazy and you've got so much going on with holidays and end-of-year stuff and family and just extra events on your calendar. So hopefully this helps you streamline, focus on the process, and do the things that will help you actually make an impact and an income in your business. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Consistency Corner podcast. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram at Consistency Corner for more marketing made easy, mindset tips, and behind the scenes of working mom life. If today's podcast was helpful, I'd love it if you would leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and share a screenshot and tag me in stories so I can cheer you on and learn more about how to support you in building a brand that truly sparkles.